Yo, what is up, guys? Welcome to the Tony and Dakota podcast. Feels like a long time since we've been here, but today mm-hmm. we got a very, very, very special guest. This is Brett Bloom. He owns Full Bloom Tattoos here in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Something cool that we have in common with Brett is we both came from the same high school. Like, actually, all three <laughs> yeah, of us. I said, I said both, but all three happen? of us came from yeah, that's crazy. the same high school. And I think Brett was like, oh, and look at us. We're not doing anything with our lives, you know? <laughs> yeah. like everybody looks back at high school and starts not talking about anything. stuff they did. <laughs> now we're all doing pretty good and uh, super excited to interview this guy. Couldn't find out much about his company, but I saw these awesome, incredible, vivid tattoos Mm. some of these like some were like sprightly and like bright and like animated like video (laughs) game-esque type tattoos then he had some that were like dark and twisted and sexual that sort of thing and i was like oh man this guy's definitely over the place passionate about what he does and his art is really cool this is brett bloom yes sir thanks for coming on bro oh yeah for sure yeah dude i didn't know we were the same age either 28 yeah wow 30s coming Yep, that's exciting. Doesn't matter to me. <laughs> I'm like, I'll still be like 12 in my head. So, yep, yeah. <laughs> yeah. When when do you think that you actually become an adult? Hopefully never. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> awesome. I mean, if you did, I feel like you're like, I don't know, just letting go. You know what I mean? Mm. I don't know. I always think of it that way. Like, if you like adult too much, you're transitioning out of dreaming. You know mm. what I mean? I don't know. I try and hold on to that. So that's funny because like that that exact concept that you just described. There, uh, I was I just did a neuro linguistic programming uh, seminar. They were talking about how alpha brain waves are present when you're imagining, like when you go back to your childlike state, and how kids are sort of in a trance. Like they're mm. in that alpha brain brain wave state a lot, and so to revisit that is to like revisit your creative self. Yeah, and then the answer that he gave for when you become an adult is when you stop blaming your parents for how you turned out, like what you believe. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I didn't do that much. I felt like, I don't know. I just tried to unlearn what's taught, like not by my parents, but just like everything telling you what to do. Like let's do the opposite of that. Like not negative things, but like, you know, I'll go get a job and work nine to five. Like, all right, well, if I work all night, I'm doing that much more. So on, on my dreams, and then I can transition that into my life, essentially, which I'm sure you guys understand that because yeah. you're here. So you got to put in a lot of work for that. Yeah. I noticed a big difference, actually, now that you mention it. I was always thinking, I was like, man, tattoo artists are completely different than everybody else. So, like, they just have this, uh, like, carefree um like personality that's like just infectious it's like dude they look like they're just having a good time and like loving life so what is it that you think is different is it that creative side is it like the like what do you think is different about tattoo artists and like everybody else have you been thinking about investing in real estate it's not like what you see on hgtv we created a course to show you how to really invest and create a profitable flipping and wholesaling business we give you marketing strategies like how to pull lists who we target, and where we find the money. We go over sales, which includes live calls and negotiations, scripts, role-playing, and so much more. 
Everything that you need to know to flip houses is in this course. And if there's anything that we missed, we will create a video to answer your specific question. This knowledge has made us over a million dollars and we're selling it today for just $997. Click the link below. I mean, I think, yeah, I mean, you get to be creative constantly, um, but I think there needs to be some amount of business mentality in there too. Cause I see some artists get too careless mm -hmm. and then just like in any type of job, whatever you want to call it, you start losing track of those goals and ambitions and what you want to do the same thing likewise. So I guess that would be like adulting mm -hmm. is like, I don't know, you still have to like focus in, have fun. I mean, when you're a tattoo artist, yeah, you're constantly just doing art every day. And the further you get with it, like where I'm at now, you know, people will hit me up and just be like, I don't even care what you do. Just do literally whatever you want on me. And I'm like, dope, you know, they'll give me like a theme and I just stick to that theme. And that's like it, that's the boundaries. Wow. So that's like fun. Um, so yeah, I guess you have like a lot of freedom, but I mean, I'm still like super hard on myself. I'm like, I got to work like every day. So it's like, yeah, some artists it's work two days a week and party constantly. And it's like, Hey, I mean, that's your lifestyle, but I feel like I'm still pretty like grounded to like business mindset too. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's a lot of fun, but it's like constant, like I'm like grinding to try and grow on social media and, you know, cater to my people. And I mean, there's so many other skills that if you pay attention to them, it's like 15 jobs in one, 100%. you know what I mean? So it's a good time though. Yeah. That's yeah. Awesome. <laughs> you talked about trying to break away from a lot of what we're taught like through society and that sort of thing did you get any formal education or did you go to art school how did you get good at art like where did you learn the techniques i mean that was from my dad he would just draw when we were little so i mean that transition into the whole dream of what this all became anyway is like he wouldn't tattoo when we were young but he'd always be painting and drawing or whatever it may be so just having that as an early age, real early on, you know, you're seeing that that's what you're around every day. And he was a hard worker in general. So when he was really in his art, you know, when we were very young and was forcing himself to put the time towards that artwork, we were just around when he was doing it. So that just kind of like created that, that ambition, you know, as far as like art school. I mean, I took classes that were electives just because I was like, sweet, this is an elective. Yeah. I'm going to take that, yeah. you know, and just hang out. But, you know, do what I love for school and get some credits towards it. But, like, it wasn't – I don't really credit much to art classes. Like, a lot of the art classes were teaching more into the history books of the classes. You know, they want you to take tests and stuff like that, which is great, you know, you – want to learn history about the things you're doing because that's going to help you but i would say like actual hands-on like drawing and stuff like that it was still like internal mm -hmm. you know like myself being hard on myself like teaching myself like all right now that looks good but you got to do better you got to do better you got to do better that mentality um and then you know it just stemmed you know like six years old my dad drew a dragon on my arm with pen was really mm -hmm. the initial idea of like oh this is what it looks like to have a tattoo you know so that kind of made the dream and then as i got older i started to just formulate my own plan by doing you know opposite of what people would normally do so like i'm not going to just sit here and work a nine to five and that's it 
you know, I was working at a factory and I'm like, I'm gonna put all my time outside of this into learning how to tattoo. And it just, I mean, it just kept growing. And then now fast forward and now my dad's working at the tattoo shop, quit his 30 year job, pretty much retired. And then my sister quit her like 12, 15 year job. She thought she was going to be in that forever. And I'm like, I mean, you guys are artists. If you want to just be like doing what you love, I mean, it's a different lifestyle, but wow. Because, yeah, it's easy, like you said. I mean, it's like a creative lifestyle, but it's easy to get caught in that and become, like, nothing. I mean, you just don't do anything because you think some artists get carried away with thinking it should just be handed to them. You know what I'm saying? But it's like you can be a great artist, but if you don't have drive, you're still not going to get anywhere. You know what I mean? There's so much other work you got to do. So it's like, I'm like, this is going to be a huge transition for you guys, like restarting, you know. Yep. But like, if you want to do what you love and like create something out of that, then I mean, here's the door. I mean, that was just what kept my goals as family. I'm like, you know, if it was just for me, I wouldn't have stuck with it. I always say that, you know. But at the end of the day, when I'd think like, OK, I'm going to quit doing this today, I'm freaking tired. And then I'm like, I mean, this isn't just for me. I'm like, all right, keep drawing. <laughs> so that's awesome. Yeah, you said a lot in there. Um, one thing that I want to really go over is like, uh, you know, we talk about school and then, you know, school always has right and wrong. And then you talked about how they wanted to have the history and all that stuff. Um, it seems interesting to me that like there's a creativity and then th- like with business, like what you're talking about, there's like a right and a wrong or like a growth kind of thing. So like, how do you balance that? Like right versus wrong, like good versus bad, better versus good enough. Like w- what does that look like for you? And how do you really manage that with the creativity side and with your business side? Cause it sounds to me like you have a mixture that you kind of go back and forth between. Yeah. I think that is more stemming from my family. You know, when a business comes in, my dad was always business mindset and my stepmom for sure. And there was a big chunk of my life where I kind of grew up living there. Mm. So that kind of instilled that mindset naturally to be like, you know, you know, Michelle, my stepmom, mm-hmm. she's very Christian, you know, so a lot of my belief system is actually stemmed in that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when I am making decisions, I mean, I feel like I have a good base of like, okay, like this is just a bad idea, you know what I mean? Like, or this is good. And I feel like a lot of people, it's difficult for them to make the decision that's good because it usually leads to harder work. Mm. So for me, it's easy to pick like between two things because usually there's two options. It's usually pretty cut and dry. And I'm like, all right, this one's the one that I'm like, I don't want to have to deal with that, you know what I mean? But like, I know, okay, then that's the answer. And I just keep all right, that's all right. Pick that one. You know, all right, keep going for the hard work and just keep working. So I think growing up around that helped, you know, which not everybody has that. So I'm blessed to have had that. But I think uh, for people who don't have that around them, they should try and surround themselves with people that are like that, you know, because that's going to help too. But Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Off camera, you were talking about, um, you know, balance of life. Um, Because a lot of what I hear you say is very much like I've experienced the way that Tony and I think. We think, okay, not necessarily what's going to be the easiest, but what's going to get us to our goals. And then a lot of times what happens is that we're so, or at least I'm going to speak for myself, I'm so future-oriented that I forget to be present in the moment and enjoy what I'm like experiencing, doing, living, loving. Like I don't experience that at all because when I'm with people, I'm like, okay, where am I going? Where, yeah. What's next? What's next? What's next? And they talk, I read a book a lot about uh, gap and the gain. So what are you doing differently now 
in your life that like you're wanting to get that more balance and do you experience any of that like always look into the future um yeah i mean i definitely am like constantly looking at the next goal and the next step but like i think you know family and especially also trying to now you know this is kind of like not on social media at all right now but trying to build a family with someone yeah. that's kind of reinstilled like that means so much more and keeps you in the moment a little bit more mm. like not everybody has that you know what i mean but like for me that that is reminding of the balance because i've never really been able to put my mind into more of that balance and stop focusing so much on the goals like it's great to have goals and keep going but even some of the best you know let's just say famous quote-unquote people will also when they say motivational things say like you know doing more isn't really always accomplishing more you mm -hmm. know so that's where that balance comes in and i feel like here recently i've been a lot happier trying to focus on my partner trying to focus on my family and integrate the families together and you know just family's always been very important to me and now you know with somebody that i'm actually going to get married here soon wow, so like awesome. focusing on that has for once put somebody as more of a priority mm -hmm. and i think that's a good thing you know i've been able to transition a little bit off of the social media kick for a second and it's like it's not negatively harming my business you know it's like it's still there it's still growing you know there's always time to plan things but sometimes i feel like you got to kind of slow down a little bit you know what i mean because yeah if you're not like in the moment it's like i feel there could be a real fear for people it's not something that i fear really much on a constant but i think about it once in a while of like you know you keep going 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 you're gonna get to a certain age i feel like where you look back and you're like what did i experience like i wasn't even present for mm -hmm. those experiences i was just like over here mm -hmm. like always you know and i think it's good to try and get outside of that habit a little bit because yep. yeah i mean just like you said it's like you're focusing so much on what's next it's like probably not the healthiest thing too i mean it's right. great for being driven yeah but like i think you need to rationalize with yourself once in a while and i feel like people like us i don't think we step back much mm -hmm. and really see like how much Wait. have you really yeah. done you know what i mean like i was just sitting in the house the other day and i like had a millisecond where i'm like looking at the house i'm sitting in and i'm like i mean i great this is mine you yeah. know what i mean and like think back as a little kid i don't think you would have ever guessed mm -hmm. you know you had that drive probably as a kid and thought like i'll do that someday you know i'll have that thing but yeah you got to be able to sit back and appreciate it for sure so 100 percent. so you talked about uh before we started the podcast you mentioned to me that you moved a lot growing up and one of the questions we like to ask a lot of folks is that everybody's just a kid from somewhere so like where did you come from how did you grow up what was it like <laughs> I uh, just come from Indiana, <laughs> the, the surrounding area, you know, because I was like originally Elkhart and hanging then, out with the Amish. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> no, I mean, 
I actually haven't ever really hung out with Amish, you know. I hear oh, it'd that, be a good time. That, that's a fun art idea. You should grow out your beard, uh, put like yeah. a head on, but like be like the the tattooed Amish, you know. Like, there we go. <laughs> I, there's actually somebody that plays just tag that me. Just like tag me. role. I'm not even joking. I don't I think he goes by something similar to that exact name on social media. I'm not even playing. Um but yeah, I don't know. Um, can you repeat the question again? I yeah, mean, just, just want to make sure I stay streamlined. How did, how did you grow up? Or like, everybody's just a kid from somewhere. What was it like? I mean, there was a lot of moving. It wasn't because of anything like negative. We just moved a lot. You know, when I was with my mom, it was like, um, it's more so like what's going to be smart for bills. You know what I mean? You'd get into a situation when I was younger and I felt like, they'd get into a house that oh all of a sudden it has like a changing rate or something and it's just you know they can't balance you know we got to feed the kids and do this and that and you know my mom was always working hard when we were a kid so it's like she was always thinking of like where's the best place going to be for us to go to school you know where's the best place for us to live you know um so there was a lot of moving a little bit in the beginning and then I continued to just move a lot. I kind of kept that habit. Like I was living with friends sometimes. And like, I think after the first couple times, you know, when you're a little kid and you move, like you're kind of sad about it. But then I think that grew into a lot of helping me grow as an individual. Cause like I've been around so many different people mm -hmm. and so many groups of friends. And, you know, it just got to a point where I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm cool with just growing up everywhere I'm going, you know what I mean? So I didn't have like a stationary, like grew up here type of thing, you know? Cause as soon as I was like stationed in a spot, I was like moving again. So, you know, so I mean, yeah, genuinely I'm just from Indiana and been all over the place in Indiana. I mean, so yeah. I, I think it's formed and shaped me pretty well. Like I said, just dealing with people and stuff. I feel like I've befriended a lot of different types of people you know and every school I went to it was like nobody was like my enemy you know it just felt like I tried to be friends with everybody you know what I mean by the time I was at East Noble I was a little drained I was like <laughs> all right maybe I'm tired of moving but uh, I was a little more quiet by the time I was to East Noble just because I was like all right I'm gonna stay to like all right close-knit groups and stuff but um still I think it helped shaped everything that I am so yeah I remember you're still always nice. You're always cool to people, even when you're. I tried to be. I mean, yeah. I hope I it was nice. I mean, it's like I think back and I'm like, you know, all the different people that I would see on a daily basis. There was just nobody that I was like bully to or anything like that. Like if I saw that kind of stuff, I just remember specifically, even as a kid, like I remember people getting bullied. I remember my mom would get like calls from the bus driver, and the bus driver would be like, you know, normally he'd be expelled, but he. He pushed this kid for bullying this, you know, mm -hmm. kid that, uh, you know, rides the bus at the front. And, you know, I just wanted to let you know that it was actually really good what he did. So, wow. like, I, I, like, didn't get in trouble that time or something. And I just remember trying to, like, stand up for people. Yeah. It wasn't, like, all the time, but I just – I also just don't like drama either. Right. It's still the same way. You know, there's a lot of drama. I'm sure even in the business you guys are in, mm -hmm. maybe you guys are able to streamline away from it. Um, but I feel like everybody's all about like competition when you get older sure. too. And it's just like, it's cool and all, but like, I don't know. It's just, yeah. The drama is just like, I'm good on that. Yeah. I was actually, I wrote that down as a question for you. Cause I've noticed that about you now. I just noticed it actually just talking to you in this. I noticed that you are very positive. 
and like you like to stay positive and then you use words like negative but i want to hear what your definition of negative is because uh it's interesting how things can always seem like positive or negative at the time and then you go through the negative stuff like for me i've experienced some stuff and like some traumatic stuff that would be viewed as negative but it also like shaped me into this crazy yeah. beautiful person that like experience it without that experience of negative or what other people would view as that so yeah i just want to hear like what your definition of negative is i mean i i like to keep my explanations and thoughts on things pretty simple so i mean i mean negative literally would just be bad mm. like something that's bad you know like anything in your life even that like happened that was bad you know is negative you know i just think good evil mm -hmm. you know break it up simplistics and it really helps like condense the mind frame mind frame into like picking and choosing yeah. a pattern you know what i mean like if you simplify these crazy things and just be like this is all it is then you can yeah, yeah. help kind of pick your way um but obviously like negative like you said is also a good thing and that's i mean negative has to almost continuously happen for you to grow too yeah like i mean it sucks when it's happening but I think, you know, when it comes to things that you can control, negative, like in people that are around you, mm -hmm. negative in drama and stuff like that, like you can shut it off. Right. I mean, it's difficult because like when people are negative, they can, I mean, especially in this day and age with social media, you just, I mean, it's like a mob, you know what I mean? And it's like, <laughs> there doesn't even have to be truth to the saying right. or whatever it is. It's just like, yeah. what is being said is being said, like, good luck, you yeah. know? And that's that's a messed up time to be in. But, you know, even in situations that I've been in with that kind of stuff, it's like, what's the worth, you know? Like, if you yeah. know yourself and you know um, that you're genuinely out trying to do good by people, you're, you know, constantly just, I mean, you don't even got time to do mm -hmm all of that negative stuff yep. then it's like you just have to stay streamlined and it's going to be you know there's been things like that that are really depressing and it's messed up that people can do that to others and i would say that's like the worst form of negative mm -hmm. is what other people can do to you mm -hmm. and uh i think you know that's going to build you still as long as you can just keep a mindset about who you really are and live every day like i'm trying to do good yep good from the you know positive from the negative but while you're yep. doing the positive you're still going to get that negative because i always think the saying there's an equal and opposite reaction at mm -hmm. all times so as long as like everything seems to be going good like you're going to have some bad going on but it's your choice still to be like all right i'm gonna be positive about that negative now you know what i mean so yep. it's complex it becomes complex i know i love it because that's what i was gonna say is i can tell you're such an all like it's an all or nothing kind of thing with you and i can tell that when like uh i love it too because like you take extreme ownership for it too which is like that's a very difficult thing to do is to take as much ownership as you do of your life and so like to me it's a beautiful thing to have that black and white but uh, in the all in like this is my responsibility now I'm taking control of this like that's a that's a hard thing to do and a very difficult thing for people to do but you've owned it so that's an awesome thing but yeah I've just noticed the more that I do that with my life again the harder it is to like fully be um, like happy I guess it's yeah. very difficult because then it's like something goes wrong you're like what the frick am I doing you yeah, know like you yeah. take so much ownership that sometimes like you forget the duality of uh, of life
and, like, oh, yeah. and all the gray area. Yeah, there's a lot. Yeah. But yeah, it's so I, I love it. Like for me, I'm like, dude, that's freaking awesome. It's a hard life and you're choosing it, which is like to me, like respect. Yeah, but I've always said to like to people that aren't just following their goals, you know, it's like it's equally as hard. The hardships you're going to have to sit and do nothing at all, mm -hmm. because, you know, as easy as that can be in that moment to do nothing all the things that that's going to bring, like the hardship of money or, you know, the livelihood that you have, like where you want to be, or, you know, even you're just going to sit there and be dreaming of somewhere else to be, you know, it's equally as hard. I think they're both mm -hmm. equal in ways. 100%. So it's like, you have to just get to a point where you just make a choice and like, I'll still consciously make the choice every day. Like, you know, yeah, this path over here is very difficult to take the one where you have to go by your own perseverance and dedication. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's going to be parts of that that the people over here don't understand. But as you keep doing this, there's also you have to have respect of like, I don't also understand like what this yeah. person's going through. But I, I can try and help that person to realize I was there at one point, too. And I can tell you, it's just as hard over here, but it's worth it at least. Right. Because then the little bit of time where you do like step back and think like at least you can sit back and be like, I, I did this. You know yeah. what I mean? And that's rare. I think that people who follow this path, if you're not like arrogant as hell or something like you rarely sit back and do like yeah. pat yourself on the back, which is where, you know, the I like stress of it kind of comes in because you're constantly just go 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 but 100 um yeah i mean it's it's worth it going down that path i mean that's hilarious because i feel like i just brought up this quote because it sounds like you just quoted the tao de jing accidentally <laughs> it's from lao tzu who's like a chinese philosopher and he just says do your work then step back the only path to serenity yeah <laughs> i mean it's hard dude it's hard sometimes to like sit back and like I think sometimes it's almost saddening, you know, like people don't really see it's easy to look from the outside in on anybody. You know what I mean? Even somebody not doing shit, you know, mm -hmm. and think that I mean, you don't understand what they're going through. But mm -hmm. I think it's easy for people to look at people who are accomplishing something and be like, ah, yeah, they just got it all. You know, like there's a lot you go through and mentally break yourself down to like nothing must be nice. It's kind of a trigger. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Dude, it's like people thankfully don't say that to me, but like yeah. I would be like, "What are you talking about?" Yeah, I've heard, I've heard Must people be nice. say it about other people, and I've had I've heard people say it about like uh, somebody said it about Dakota once, and I was just like, "What are you talking about?" Like you I don't mean, see all the work that goes yeah. into it, and that's where like, it's like unfathomable because like if you're sitting over here doing nothing, and you're saying must be nice get put in these shoes one day and you're gonna be like that's not nice like i mean you teach yourself to be like this is what i want and it builds your capacity this. to do more yeah yeah you're like callousing yourself mm -hmm. you know but like it ain't <laughs> must be nice like <laughs> yeah. that's what that, i actually just explained that to uh my dad yesterday so my, uh, i'll tell like a situation i don't know if He'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, so, um, yeah, I was over at my dad's house yesterday, and he wanted, like, there was this Amish guy who was supposed to come over and purchase his property. So I go over there to do the paperwork and help him through it. The guy didn't come at 4. It's 4.30. My dad's just getting, like, pissed off, just frustrated. He's like, man, well, we must not want it that bad, and just getting pissed. I'm like, Dad, you, this happens to us, like, 
five times a day. People aren't even prompt yeah, anymore. Five anyway, times, so yeah, like <laughs> five times a day. But then, but Brett, except for Brett, Brett showed up thirty minutes early. Yeah. Weren't even ready. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, are we ready yet? Yeah, he's like, yeah. get my coffee. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But um, so he's just getting frustrated. I'm like, Dad, like we've had people who sign contracts and then back out. I was like, and I told him a story about one that was supposed to close. We went through everything. We went through the inspection response. We fixed everything they wanted to fix. Cost us $10,000. We're literally supposed to close the next day, backed out like that. And I'm like, man, the the that would break most people because they have one property. That's the one house and then their whole life falls apart. Yeah. That happens to us on basically a daily basis. Big bull crap stuff like that happens. So I'm like, the cool thing is that's either gonna make you really hard and calloused and pissed off at the world, or it's gonna develop your ability to realize that it's really not that big of a deal yeah. and to develop those skills to like, it's it's an opportunity. That's why I talk about negative and positive because to most people that'd be a negative. But to me, I am so grateful that we get to go through so much bull crap every single day because now it makes you that much better. If you can go through extreme amount, what. 90% of people will go through in their entire lifetime, we go through in a week. Yeah. We get to go through all of the negative things and just like turns us into no something else. Yeah. And I'm sure you deal with a lot of other bull crap too. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, it develops you into a different person and that most people won't have the opportunity to because they don't put themselves in a situation to have those negative outcomes or negative yeah. situations even happen. Definitely tests your patience. And patience is key. Like, I just go to, like, simple phrases and terms mm -hmm. that, like, I've just heard when I was a kid, you know, and patience is key is one of them, you know. I lose my patience easy for dumb stuff. <laughs> but, like, the really important stuff, like, when, <laughs> yeah. I'm, when I'm dealing with people, I'm like, I have a bit more bandwidth of patience you know what i mean i'm yep. like you know this person is going through plenty of stuff i don't understand so even when i have a situation with a person being late or you know i may restate the importance and my time mm -hmm. you know to that person but very cautiously and a lot more calm so that it's like i'm not trying to come off unprofessional or anything like that so there may be reminders but it's like you still have to have patience with that like and then yeah when something goes downhill like i've had clients where they show up and i was told do anything literally anything i got no mm. nothing to put in about this and this happens i would say maybe once every two months or something because that's just the type of clientele i have now and then they'll come in and it's actually way more streamlined towards well i really like this you know and it's like even in that situation, I find I'm like, you know what, it's better off being calm about this and just explaining to them like, hey, this is what I was told. This is why this came to here. And we're going to do this in a professional way of like, let's just move this to a sooner date. I'm working six, seven days to begin with, but yeah. I'm going to move you to this couple weeks away so you're not waiting that long again and i'm gonna work seven days that week just to get you in close but now that i've been told you know we were both in a, a mix up here yep. so i try and also be understanding you know what i mean and plus yep. yeah with the late thing people are not prompt for much these days so like i usually try and be like a little bit a little bit more patient but like sometimes if people are super late i'm like yeah, we're rescheduling this. <laughs> yeah. That'd be funny if you just like have it in your uh, um, like a contract or something. Yeah, like, yeah. all right, if you're late, every hour that you're late, it's uh, $200 an hour that yeah. you're late or charge even more than what People you're hourly rate. People will do rate. that. And yeah. like, it's like, you know, if I was, 
you know, there may be a day that comes where I implement something like that, but there's a lot of things that trying to collect I, a bunch of one star reviews. Well, I, I look at that as like good and bad. You mm. know what I mean? Like that's like a bad thing for me to do. It's just not a tasteful quality. Sure. You know what I mean? Like there's plenty of businesses that do stuff like that, but I'm like, I don't really feel like being that business right now. I'm very slow to even raise my rates and stuff like that. Very patient with things like that. Yeah. Because. I try and find the most tasteful time frame to do stuff like that too, sure. you know? So I'm like, it'd be different if you're like a struggling artist and people keep doing that to you. I think maybe implementing something like that to get a point across is good. But like, for me, it's like, I just wouldn't do it. I know you were like kind of joking, but at the same time people do that. No, and I'm like, I'm being serious, I'm like, man, dude. I don't want people to like, I, I want them to still get this tattoo. And right. if they miss their appointment like one time, I usually have amnesty to be like, all right, it's okay. I'm going to be gracious here. And I am not struggling. Right. And I'm pretty smart with how I do my finances and stuff like that. I would like to think, and I, you can always get better at everything. So I right. want to keep getting better at that. But, you know, I try not to do certain like things like that to people because I'm just like, I don't know. I just wouldn't feel tasteful of myself yeah. after doing something yeah. like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh, now you just had to pay me 400 bucks or something because you were like two hours off. I'm like, nah, we're yeah. good. I like, mean, I'd get... rather not have, like getting money from somebody for something I haven't completed. Like people will try and pay me like a full price ahead of mm -hmm. time because they're like, I got the money. Like I'll pay you for a whole sleeve right now. I'm like, I don't like feeling like I'm in right. debt to anybody oh, sure. either. Like people, I don't really do trade work much either because I'm just like, there's a couple times where I've done it and I'm like, I don't like the feeling because, right. you know, if something goes off or goes astray on like time frames and oh, when should I get my part of the deal? Yeah. Like, it's just like, I'm like, I don't like feeling like I'm in debt to anybody. Yeah. Like, so nah. <laughs> yeah, and you got to be 100% integrity with, with yourself, of course. Like, if you feel that it's out of integrity for you to do it, then obviously don't do it. I was being 100% yeah. serious when I oh, said yeah. it. And I mean, honestly, if I was late and I made you wait for me, I would 100%, I would be happy to pay you. I'm yeah. like, dude, he just set apart time for me. I know his time is very valuable, so I'm going to pay him. Like, uh, for me, it's just like kind of who I am. I'm like, dude, yeah. I'm not going to have somebody waiting for me and then I'm late to them and then they're sitting there waiting on me. That's bullcrap for me. And I would, I would feel obligated to pay you for your time because whether I'm there or not, whether you're tattooing or not, you set apart time for me at that time. So that's just the yeah. way that I view it. So I was being 100% serious. But again, if you don't feel that, Obviously, you got to be in integrity with whatever you are feeling, number well, one. I mean, that's the different type of clientele, too, you know? Usually people that uh, hold themselves accountable will mention stuff like that if they make a mistake. Like, oh, I'm, I'm going to send you 100 bucks. Like, I feel horrible, you know? Yeah. Or, like, you know, in some cases, your deposit is forfeit, and they're right there. Like, I'm placing the deposit again, you know? Yeah. I've got a client recent that's that way and he just he feels horrible when he has a situation where he doesn't make it out here for his appointment and it's like I almost feel like bad like I'm like I mean that's dope you know but I would do the same thing right. but it's also like the different type of person you know what I mean so usually I leave it up to the type of person yeah. you are because like I mean honestly if you show me a lack of integrity as a person I probably won't even want you as a client, you know right. what I mean? And it's like nothing against that person, but there's like, I just don't have the stress capacity for all of that. You know, I'm trying to like 
tailor my business to happiness, mm -hmm. which is difficult, you know, mm -hmm. but the less stress that I can have, the better off 100%. that's going to be. Cause it's like, yeah, if I sense that a person's hard to deal with, I mean, I don't even do refunds on deposits, but it's like, if you're showing that you're very difficult to work with, it's just no problem. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's Here you just, go. Here's your money back. So yeah, but it may be a situation yeah. where I professionally say, like, you know, this just isn't probably the right project for us to go into, you know, mm -hmm. no offense, which I'm sure they would take offense. That's sure. so rare, but it's like some people just don't mesh with right. others, you know, and there's an artist for everybody. So, like, you can't be mad at it either. But, yep. yeah, I, I think that just comes down to, like, what type of person you are because yeah i've had people be like hey i'm sending you a little bit more money for this yeah. being like this and even when i've had to take off i was sick for like a month mm. the not that long ago like and there was a couple during that that i had to reschedule and i mean i would take a hundred to two to three hundred dollars off sometimes yeah. you know and it's like they're not asking for that they understand like i rarely reschedule but it's like I still feel horrible and that's right. the type of person I am. So yep. I'm like, Hey, I'm, you know, if you missed your appointment and like day of like telling me like, then I'd probably expect the same from you. Right. Like, Hey, half your deposit is going to be lost or something yep. like that. Or you don't even call or show or say anything that whole day, then full deposits lost. Yeah, that's you know? bull crap. That's so it's worse. like if I do something equally, I'm trying to do something in return. You yeah. know what I mean? So that's just people, person stuff. But yeah, that would that that would be an opportunity. They just don't say anything. Ghost. Oh, yeah, you're like, yes. well, thanks for the deposit, I guess. But now so I don't mad. get to work today. <laughs> yeah. So you said that you're super gracious and patient with customers, and that probably leads to better reviews and that sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to take a guess where you're least patient because you have this bomb-ass epic vehicle outside. It's all blacked out. It's a Mercedes. It's a really nice car. Is it like a V8 or a V10? It's all-wheel drive. Yeah, yeah. Dude, that's a, a sick car, but the stereotype for the Mercedes driver that has a vehicle <laughs> like that is that they don't mess around when they get in traffic. Is that one of the places where you're least patient? Uh, sometimes. I mean, <laughs> I drive pretty... I, like, baby my vehicles. That's, like, my... That's my fun vehicle, like, the winter car, which I'm telling you, that thing was way cheaper than anybody guesses ever. I'm going to guess 50 grand. Way less. What? Yeah. Oh, is it used? Yeah. Oh, okay. But, okay. I mean, you can't tell. And, like, yeah. you know, usually I don't go with used... But like now I have a second vehicle, so it's yeah. like I'm. Is it all wheel drive? And that's where the smarts yeah. of money management is. You know what I mean? I'm like I don't need a whole brand new vehicle. What right. just because you can go afford it? Like, but that's where you become a person that has money and can't afford the things you have. You're right. like in debt to the things you have. So yeah, I was like, you know, I mean, I'm getting something fun for my second one, but that's I awesome. mean, yeah, that thing is that thing's fun, and I find myself in that being the least patient. But then I have a Hellcat as the main one <laughs> and i drive like a granny in that like oh, I'll get, really? yeah i baby my vehicles dude that get, one just like a whole 12 miles per gallon out of it. yeah yeah <laughs> well surprisingly dude i had to drive that all the way to maine because i didn't have a second vehicle at the time and it was getting like 25 wow yeah i was like impressed yeah that's impressive i was like yeah, this is surprising but it, it like the newer ones they have like a little Shut eco oh, leaf yeah. on it when you're you know yeah. driving in normal like auto I didn't mode. Know the hellcats did that too yeah dude like they drive really freaking well i mean yeah. for that much horsepower like that's sitting at 720 like yeah. that thing is crazy <laughs> yeah it's so much fun but like when i have vehicles like that like 
you know, usually I don't have a second vehicle, but I really want to keep that Hellcat because yeah. now the value is just going up on oh, those because yeah. they're not making them anymore after oh. this last lineup. So, I didn't yeah. know that. So they'll be discontinued and then they're just going to keep going up. So I'm just trying to keep that. And that's why I have the second vehicle. So yeah. usually my main vehicle, I'll have a vehicle for years and barely ever be punching it or anything. Like, I mean, I definitely have fun in it, but like. Yeah. That's the one I drive like a granny. I'm just like people will be That's like hilarious. people will be like do a burnout or like they're like rev it and I like literally will act like I don't even hear them because yep. I'm just like not trying to be mean or nothing but I'm just like this thing is my baby yeah. like I don't need to rev it every time you're telling me to rev it. Like, like, this is my investment. They're like, they're like rev yeah. it. They're like rev it and you're like mm. yeah just barely. Yeah. <laughs> I just barely like five mile an hour. <laughs> Are you letting deals fall through the cracks because you don't have good systems in place? We've been there before and we've tried several different CRMs and Ari Simply has been the best. Ari Simply tracks your KPIs, does automatic follow-ups for you, and even records your incoming phone calls. The system is simple to use and has more features than we even know what to do with. If you're looking for a great CRM, try Ari Simply today. We put the link in the description. Check it out now. Where I did start, the one other shop I worked at, um, you know, I'm grateful to have had an opportunity at a shop that, you know, any other shop was requiring me to have an apprenticeship underneath my belt. And my philosophy was, you know, which a lot of artists that have actually started this way, I do not recommend it. I just know how driven I am and how dedicated. And I was like, I'm going to teach myself. So a lot of shops are like right out gate, like you're not working here because you didn't go through an apprenticeship that involved you mowing my lawn or some bullshit <laughs> that doesn't even have anything to do with tattooing. That's another reason why I was like, Mr. Miyagi. until places like in this area have an adequate apprenticeship, like that isn't forcing you to be doing stuff that has nothing to do with tattooing or art, then like... I get why people would want to just try and follow their own path. You know what I mean? Be an artist that's going to teach somebody art. They're already an artist, you know? Actually help them get to where they're going. Don't tell them, oh, you got to apprentice for five years just because, like, you earned this. Like, didn't they earn being an artist as, like, a child? You know what I mean? So, you know, I started odd way. A lot of artists have started that way as well, though, just learn on their own. And uh, yeah, only worked at one other shop. And then from there, just, you know, I always had the goal of like, I'm going to get out and do my own thing. So when the time was right, which was not probably when the time was right, right at the beginning of the pandemic, literally oh, a week yeah. before oh, I like gosh. signed on a building. I'm like, let's do this. You know, luckily there was a lot of stuff that were blessings shortly after that. Um, with being able to make my own bookings and deal with my own things that actually made me get through that time pretty, pretty well. Um, but yeah, I actually started my business right at the beginning of that. And then right when starting shut down for two months, but I just, like you guys said, you know, negative things happen and you got to be able to take it for a positive. So mm -hmm. during that two months, I was like, I'm going to build the studio and get it all taken care of and get it ready. And you know, that was the mindset during that and taking like a negative situation and just trying to be as positive as possible and, you know, testing the waters. Hey, you know, if people want to place a deposit for, you know, at that time I was booking like two years out, like I was, yeah. So 
people still wanted to place deposits because you know they're sitting at home doing nothing and they're like when i'm ready when i'm like yeah. able to get out of here i want to get <laughs> tattooed or something you know do something fun so like it was a blessing so yeah at that time i was like yeah i'm done tattooing underneath a shop and i think for people who not everybody needs their own shop but if that's your goal it's like it's definitely worth doing it you know so. how long how long were you working at another shop and then until you actually were like all right i'm gonna do this by myself it was like four years wow close to the yeah yeah four years so wow. that's yeah. a, that still seems like a long time so that's awesome man yeah i mean it was uh it went fast i mean ever since i mean even being there it was like i was working six seven days a week by choice you know there'd be gaps of time where usually it seems like winter is when i'll try and take a little bit more time you know family and stuff like that but i mean it's like constant grind like i never really feel like i'm settling down like yeah we're taking my time with you know other important things like by the time i finally have a day off i've got a literally a list in my phone of things i gotta do and places yep. i gotta go it's not even a day off you know so it's like you're working but normal daily habits are work because you have to cram it into one day you know yeah. what's the biggest so. difference between working for a shop and then working for yourself i mean talk talk about the splits that you have to do first of all like whenever you do work for a shop like how much do you actually get to keep how much does the shop keep and then what's the difference between you yourself and then working for a shop because obviously there's some similarities i mean you're working underneath somebody but at the same time you got your own clientele and you're doing similar stuff so i want to hear about like the similarities and the differences I think that when it all comes out in the long run, for most artists, genuinely, the percent you're going to pay a shop is going to be what it's going to cost you to get something going for yourself, to get your own place, and then all the overhead costs of what you're dealing with on a constant after it is up and running. Mm -hmm it's going to cost you probably about the same and you have to be good at managing your money to mm -hmm. also have your own thing. So if you're like not good at managing your money, like what's the point really? And if it's not part of your goal, you know, so that's, that I think mm -hmm. comes to nearly a wash. Yeah. You know, I personally think that a lot of shops are much overcharging a lot of artists, which I mean, that's fine. You've done all the legwork to open up a place. You charge what you want, you know what I mean? And people will work there and you're gonna make it work and that's fine. Um, me personally, my place, it's like a lot of people don't know cause they haven't asked for an opportunity at my place, but like is dirt cheap, like way cheaper than you're gonna find probably much anywhere else. Cause I'm not doing a percentage, you know? And I'm not gonna say the numbers, but like I try and make it very cheap. You have your freedom it's very different. Like I'm not setting it up in a way that, you know, you have to pay for a front desk and you have to pay all this extra stuff that's going into my pocket at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. What I'm charging you is really only to literally help a little bit with bills. Like mm -hmm. that's, I, it comes out to like a wash for me. Wow. Um, and that's because I don't want a business where I have to sit back and force people to work because technically, I mean, in this industry, a lot of people are being treated like employees which mm -hmm. i mean let's be honest that's illegal mm -hmm. but i mean i keep it very like true to independent contractor your work and your perseverance is what's going to determine your amount that you're going to make so if your amount weekly is this set amount you have no cap you could get to a point where you're making more than the owner mm -hmm. and like that you have to have 
hell of a drive to do that. I mean, if you're working against me, like, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I mean, I try and set it up in a way of like, you truly want freedom. You were an artist and you're looking for something that gives you that freedom. You have to be driven then. And that's going to be the hardship trade off is like, I think, you know, you were talking about owning a place and I kind of got sidetracked into, you know, people working at my place, but like, um, most places. Yeah. I mean, it's probably going to be almost a wash compared to getting your own place. Um, but then that leads into just my comment on, you know, I'm trying to make something where the people at my place, you know, happiness does take hard work. Mm -hmm. And if you can find that balance and really push yourself, like I said, you have no cap. Yeah. So like, I mean, I'm trying to cater a place that you can make stupid money if you want. Yep. Or you can chill and make barely anything and make ends meets. And that's just how some people like to live. So you get to live the way you want to live because you are already an artist. So yeah. like I'm trying to cater more towards freedom, you yeah. know what I mean? Which is hard. It freedom is hard. is hard to achieve. And that's the lesson, you know what I mean, to learn. And freedom in owning your own place, that's hard to achieve. That's a hard lesson, you yeah. know? So it's equal. That's why I bring that into the equation. 100%. The explanation is because, you know, they've got it the same way. You know, if I could have had that deal, like, man, I would have never left yeah, you'd working like, underneath forever. somebody. You know what I mean? Like, yep. because it's a goal to have your own place. And I think that's where that importance comes in. But like, damn, like, I'd have stayed put, you know, after yep. I did the numbers of how much I was paying percentage wise, because it's almost like you don't want to look when mm -hmm. you're when you're doing that. Yeah. But if you do make good money and like you're a workhorse and then you go do the numbers like what I did after I was leaving the place I was at, I was like, you gave a lot. Of uh, money I can leave right now. Yeah. I don't owe anybody any money because like there's already a lot of money that went in on deposits that I don't get to touch mm -hmm. until I may do that appointment. Mm -hmm. So actually, that's another story. Like when I left the place I was at. I actually lost money because I just chose, you know what, I don't want to work these appointments out. I want to go straight into owning my business and just get right to it. So the clients that were coming in for like two years didn't even realize that I wasn't making almost half of the appointment costs because that deposit was with a different shop. Mm. I didn't tell them. I didn't make any, right. you know, that's where like the integrity and like yeah. good versus, you know, the good for me was... I'm paying for freedom. That mm -hmm. was the cost of freedom at that moment for mm -hmm. me. So if I'm losing like half my income, whatever, like I'm gonna be happier because I'm doing my own thing now. And uh, I mean, that's a whole other story too, but just kind of all yeah. intertwines, you know? That's so. awesome. Yeah, there's a, I just wrote down uh, responsibility versus profit. And that's what you talked about. You know, everybody thinks that they want their own shop. When you really do the numbers, sometimes there's not that much more difference in how much you're making. It's just a lot more responsibility yeah. you're taking on. And it's like, because there's yeah. a lot of responsibility in owning a business, owning the place, having the overhead and stuff. And that's what we own the people, you yeah. know, like the people is the biggest thing. I think like it's, you know, I'm, I started my business in an unorthodox mindset of like, I do not want to sit here and run this business right now. This business is also to house me and just give me the place I need to do what I love. And I'm trying to cater to people that want that same thing right now, which is tricky. You know, some people struggle with like coming into the realization of what dedication it takes. Either you be at another shop and you're forced to work like a horse or they act like you don't have to, but they're mad at you every time you take off. You're stressed. You're uncomfortable constantly. You're being put in situations that you don't like. You're being forced to do appointments you're not really into. 
like to have the other side i mean it's equally as stressful and you know i'm catering to a business right now where i'm like you know to have that balance and stuff you gotta be willing to like work hard you know because i'm not right now gonna sit back and it, it is my business is my baby and there'll be a time where i'm hiring front desks and you know doing promotional whole big things like grand opening stuff and whatnot i haven't even done anything like that just because that's not what we're trying to cater to right now um but there will be a time where that happens and um it's there that's just as much work you know what i mean but like yeah taking care of your people and all the different ways that each individual learns you know what i mean like when you open a business you're not just it's not just cut and dry you know your people are important and you got to know how to like cater to them as well and like if somebody's struggling you got to be able to try and mm-hmm. all right let's figure this out you know and get something going you know like it's a lot you know you're taking care of people yep. so that's a good point a lot more responsibility for the people too. yeah yeah like you said responsibility so yep, yep. What's your biggest struggle right now? I think the biggest struggle constantly is still balance. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, I mean, um, I've had a lot of difficult moments in the recent years that kind of threw off balance and threw off my headspace. But they've reshaped me and taught me new things, you know, but... um, really i only say that because recently i was sick for like a month and that threw my fitness all out of whack which i'm like i had finally gotten over like 230 pounds which was like a plateau for me so i was at like 233 and that's the that's the weight where i'll hit and then start leaning out so i really mainly only say that because the fitness got all out of whack from being sick for like a month but you know even outside of that, it's still always balanced. Like I'm always thinking of that key word as like, what am I focusing on too much? Mm-hmm. What am I focusing on not enough? And I mean, you get carried away with that mindset too. But um, I think one of the more, you said like, what's the most difficult thing recently? Yeah, what's or? your biggest struggle right now? I think um, just trying to find new fun things to do outside of just constantly go 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 um you know being with my fiance now we've got a lot that we're planning towards that's like i mean the most exciting things to think about not really talking much about that to people you know it's something now that like i've gotten away from posting about that kind of stuff because it's just like like that's not really much of people's business you know i mean everybody's about like social media and like oh what needs to be shared and it's like I think um, that's been a little bit of a struggle is finding just the new fun things to do, which isn't that bad. You know what I'm saying? I just like I'm trying to transition a little bit out of one mindset, only a tiny bit and come into a little bit of like, okay, now is the time to like, what do I want to do? You know what I mean? Like that's fun, you know, which is not a bad thing. So it's not negative at all, but it is a struggle to go from like this extreme to Mm. be like, like I'm excited about that transition, but then you're so used to like, you do nothing. Like I honestly did nothing 
for myself that like anybody would call fun. Mm -hmm. Like, you know what I mean? I mean, like what was fun was like, all right, go to the gym and fucking kill myself the whole time I'm there. Mm -hmm. And like, that's not necessarily fun to people, you know what I mean? And now it's like, all right, let's like plan trips, you know, and do other things that's just like exciting, like life things that you hadn't thought about before, you know what I mean? So um, it's not a negative thing at all, but it's like, to struggle i'm like i gotta come out of that just yeah. a hair you know what i mean outside the box i'm in this like freaking crazy go 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 mindset box i'm like let's let's go outside of that for a second you know what i mean that's a struggle yeah, I yeah think like a, i said not a bad thing though yeah i think a lot of people uh find would find it difficult to relate to that except for the high achiever which honestly if you're watching this they probably are a high achiever um because like who watches freaking podcast or anything like that i barely have been lately too (laughs) like i mean i do sometimes but like i was a lot more recently but yeah i'm like not that much anymore (laughs) but most of the time people it's hard for them to like think about that when they're like oh he's struggling to have fun like it's so easy but for them it's easy for them to go from having so much fun to go to that discipline would be the struggle that'd Mm -hmm. be the difficulty but for people i feel very similar i'm so much that if i'm watching netflix you know what i'm doing i'm thinking why the frick am i doing sitting here watching netflix i should be learning i should be working i should be like and then i get into this mindset that it's difficult for me to be there with somebody because all i'm thinking about is other things i could do to be productive i see tony's struggle with this all the freaking time he's like i'm like hey tony you want to go hang out with this nope i got this freaking thing i gotta do i got this i got this i got this and then we get so caught up in all the things that we want to accomplish that we do that we can't remember to enjoy the life that we're creating for ourselves and so to me like it makes so much sense and like i think it's a beautiful thing to struggle through it's like you've worked this hard now it's time to create the life that you want to create and like you're you're struggling through it which is a which is like yeah i mean like i said i mean it's not a bad thing but it's an equal and opposite reaction like i said so as we're transitioning to try and find more fun and kind of go outside of like the me box like what do i need to accomplish now it's like for me i'm like i mean i want to i want a family you know i want to get married and like settle in a sense of like relaxing a little bit you know what i mean i find myself doing that actually easily because i have a person that that actually makes sense with now you know what i mean so i don't find myself like when i'm with her i'm not actually sitting there thinking like oh fuck like instagram or like oh i gotta do this and Mm. that and that's been like a that was a struggle for me like i couldn't even be like in a relationship and have that balance and now with her it's like i'd rather just set my phone down and just be like in the moment with this person you know what i mean so although it's a struggle to figure out like okay what things make me happy now um it's also like equally not a struggle when i luckily have somebody that is a part of that you know what i mean so it's like me finding somebody has kind of like in a blessing given me that transition you know what i mean so it's tricky but yeah, we're at the very end of this, but honestly, I want to go a little bit more in depth than that. So yeah. we'll go we'll go a tad bit over just because honestly, I want to hear that because that's what I'm going through right now is that transition of like, I do want somebody like that and I'm looking to hopefully get a family, but I also like just ended a relationship that I was in for a long time and it was a really difficult thing for me, but I felt that 
it was hard for me to be present in it. So how did you go through that? How did you find that person? Did you go soul searching yourself? Did you just like go and date a lot of women and find out what you wanted? Or how did you actually find the woman that was that fulfilled that whatever you were worth looking it. for? Yeah, through failure, horrible failure. I mean, I just had been with people that weren't worth my time. And I don't know, ever since I was like, not that they were bad people by nature. I mean, maybe they wore me, you know, but like, uh, I just picked the wrong ones all the time. You know what I mean? I always, ever since I was a kid, I romanticized about being with someone and marriage and things like that. And thank God I held on to it. Cause like I was going to get married previous too, and that was like, I think I had to go through that and come out of that thinking I'll never do that. Mm. And then be like, you know, find somebody that I wasn't even thinking about that kind of stuff with when we, when we met and started to like talk, you know, it was just more natural. Like I didn't even have time to really like date around, you know what I mean? It was more, it just kind of started as a friendship. We got close and for once in my life, something like that actually started with that. You know what I mean? I think I've always cared so much about like romanticizing and being with somebody that it always skipped the chance of like, well, let's be friends and see where this goes, you know? Mm -hmm. And she has been the only person I've ever been with that was patient and didn't like, it never felt like choking, you know? Like where it's like, you gotta make a decision now and like, we gotta move to the next thing right now. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, now we're moving like pretty quick towards what we both want, yep. but like, it didn't become that until we both realized and sat back like you want this too, you know what I mean? And it just like kind of snapped into place, but naturally without forcing it, you know what I mean? Um, the people that are close to me tell me that I've been used maybe for the type of person I am, like what I, what I am on social media or something like that, which I mean, I can't say there's truth to that, but this is what I've been told, you know what I mean? So just a lot of relationships looking back, it didn't feel like a lot of the decisions were actually my decisions. It felt like I was making the these decisions because I felt I needed to, to be in this romantic relationship that probably wasn't even real, you know what I mean? Like, not that it wasn't, not that that person didn't care, but like, this is the first one that doesn't feel like it's just played you know what i mean like it's just it's like no this person i mean there was a time where um i didn't know if it was gonna go anywhere you know and the thought of that and thinking deeper about it and that person almost like kind of transitioned out of my life for like a split second and i was like nah dude this is mm -hmm. wrong you know like i could feel it i was like nah like I was afraid that's all that made me that way at that time was like, I had been through so much that I was like, when am I even willing to do this again? You know what I mean? And I think everybody has that. And even the people that were on the other end of that relation, those relationships with me probably could say similar things about their experience. You know, everybody's different, but like up to that point, like the feeling that I did put in my relationships, I don't think it was for the right people. And just when I finally found the right person, it just, slowly but surely naturally showed itself you know what i mean yeah. that's like tricky to you know yeah. even wrap your head around because like if you've been through so many past situations you have trauma you have like ptsd in different mm -hmm. sorts of ways you know and you have to be 
like willing to allow somebody that could be the potential person for you to be like, all right, yeah, let's like see where this goes. You know what I mean? Cause like for a long time I was stagnant with this person because I was just in fear. Yeah. You know what I mean? 100%. And it's like this person had had a time like that as well. And it's crazy. Cause I find her reminding me, you know, I'm usually the motivational type of speaker one, but she's like, you know, it's just not worth like living in the past. Like what's, mm. what's the point? You know what I mean? And like, she's actually got wisdom in a sense of places that I actually find myself needing it. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So there's a lot of like little puzzle pieces that fit together where I'm like, yeah, the, for me, this is my person. You know what I mean? That's awesome. And like, I think over time, I think everybody has that, but yeah, you also have to, you have to heal yourself. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I think everybody's still healing and uh, that can be difficult to trust people then. You yeah. know what I mean? But like, you're missing out if you don't try, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Yep. So, I mean, you're saying, sorry, there's a question for you, but you're saying you got out of a relationship mm -hmm. like the recent. Yeah. Yeah. How did that happen? <laughs> um, you mean, how did I end it or what is what do you mean by that question? Yeah, I mean, with Diana. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't mean to put you on the spot, but I don't know nothing about that. You know? <laughs> um, I can tell you. Well, I mean, I guess I can share it real quickly. I mean, basically, I was just in a relationship, you know, for four years, and it felt like it was in a very similar place. And, um, you know, I asked her, you know, what would you rate our relationship? And she said a six out of 10. I was like, yeah, me too. You know, it wasn't bad. We weren't fighting. It wasn't anything. And like, I still love her. She's an amazing person. And I'm like, why can I not get this to a 10? And I went to this seminar. They're like, okay, hey, the reasons that you can't get it to a 10 is because if you're in the same relationship with a different person, it means it's you. I'm like, perfect. It's me. Great. Now I just got to solve me. I got to fix this. I got to get past my insecurities, my vulnerabilities, my fear of my trauma from my past trauma of like letting go. So I was like, okay, if I just let go and like do this, I don't know if I was able to fully do that, but at the same time, it was very difficult for me to try to do that while I was in a relationship. Then I'm trying to decide, is this the right person for me? Is this not? Then I'm comparing what I want to the other person and if they're gonna be able to live up to that. Then I'm also saying, okay, is it okay if I want these things or not? Maybe she doesn't have these, but do I actually need that though? You know, like, yeah. you know, she's got these other great qualities that are there. And so I felt like I was going into like this kind of uh, mental loop where I was playing gymnastics and negotiating with myself and not really able to see if I actually wanted to be in the relationship or not. But I was so scared <laughs> to hurt her that I just kept trying to make it work and trying to force myself to make it work because I care so deeply about her and I know how great of a person that she is. Like, dude, she's a 10 for like 90% of people. But for me, she's like not the right one for some reason and it was just really difficult for me to accept, so. Yeah. And and you came to the conclusion, too, that it wasn't necessarily that it was her and it wasn't necessarily that it was you. There's a possibility it could be both. A hundred percent. Like, I still have some trauma that I'm going through from, like, Baja, honestly. Like, when she left me, that freaking <laughs> messed me up pretty dang bad. And so I'm still dealing with some trauma from that. Still dealing from, with some trauma from my mom, um, from things that happened in my past, which I've been going to counseling and stuff for. Um, and yeah, and at the same time, I also felt like she was maybe the wrong person for me. And so I kept going back and forth. Is she the wrong person for me or is it me? And I literally went back and forth like once a freaking week. And uh, um, it was just so interesting that I never thought of the possibility that could be both until after I got out of the relationship. I'm like, 
you know what? She could be the wrong person, and I'm pretty messed up, like, from all this stuff. So I think it was a little bit of both at, after all of it. Yeah. I mean, hey, accepting that, I mean, is good in yourself, you know? I don't know. I think, uh, I don't know. I've heard the term, like, love is selfless, you know? So I think, yeah, you have to be willing to just let go of all that trauma. Like, I mean, so much easier said than done, you know? And that's a learning experience. And sometimes you can have a person that you can come through that because of them. Or sometimes you just need to go down that path alone. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, for me, this person has been the alleviation of a lot of fears. You know what I mean? So um, awesome. not that you don't have that PTSD or something once in a while, like come up. But, you know, I think that person that's going to be with you, too has to also be understanding you know what i mean mm -hmm. plus you know going into the level of marriage with somebody that's like for me that's forever like yeah. i mean big step i mean there's like nobody else in the world at that point you know what i mean like mm -hmm. this is what i want you know so me i'm like zeroed out about it you know i'm going into it and i'm just excited you know yeah. so that's awesome i mean it just takes time and yeah i think you have to like heal and i didn't think i would heal at all from my past two experiences you know because mm -hmm. uh, there was a lot that i learned about one of the experiences after being out of it and that's traumatizing too you know mm -hmm. what i mean and um you know so many different levels of trauma but it's like yeah you just got to get to a point where you're like I'm not going to let this control potential happiness. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. I've just had so much happiness with this person where it's just like, yeah, I could see that continuing. You yeah. know what I mean? So, yeah, I mean, not awesome. everything every single day is going to be fucking rainbows, but right. like with this person, I mean, she just balances me out. You know what I mean? Yep. And that's rare. Yep. But we're both Aries, so I guess like it works. <laughs> I didn't think like the house on fire. Yeah, for real, dude. I didn't think, you know, like my sisters are like super into that yeah. stuff. So like I was like, I don't know. It says like best friends is like the best thing for somebody that's your same sign or whatever. And then it was like, nah, dude. I mean, that's what it is. Like mm -hmm. should be your best friend too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Through that you can find love and continue from there but yeah she's the only person i've ever been with that you know when i'm frustrated or something like that i mean she knows exactly like what i'm going through you know mm -hmm. what i mean and how i am and just the right way to say things where i'm like i'm actually not stressed like mm -hmm. at all anymore you know yeah. and then i see her sometimes getting like stressed out about something and i'm like help her through sometimes i'm like for a second i'm like damn that's how i am about this shit. <laughs> like i'm like so she'll be all like i don't want to talk then like me even at all and i'm like damn i feel bad like i do something but i'm like wait i do this shit <laughs> so like time out you're like the exact same person yep. so like that's it kind of awesome. makes it a little easier to understand each other so good which that, i haven't had that so yeah that gives us that gives uh that gives me some hope i'm sure it gives other people hope too because yeah I you mean, even got the tattoo. Show him the tattoo. Go ahead. Got a tattoo. So, you got the hope. Oh, yeah. There you go. <laughs> He's got, hope. <laughs> got the hope. It's a reminder. Yeah. <laughs> In the mirror. Backwards. Well, I actually heard a great quote uh, once. It just basically talked about hope can only be found in the future, which is uh, a beautiful thing. You know, there's no hope in the past. It's like, dude, hope is future. 
Yeah. So, and I mean, equally though, I would add to that quote and be like, I mean, you can't think too much about the future because you'll miss right now. Yeah. You know I what know. I mean? So it's difficult, but I mean, I find myself still doing it, but honestly, like speaking on love, it's like, I can just walk around a store with this person and just be like, I forget about everything else that's going on. You know what I mean? Wow. It's like, shit, we'll just go walk around doing nothing. Like, and we just both want to just do that. You yeah. know what I mean? So like, I think, yeah, if you can do that with your partner, then you probably found the right one. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I can do that for like two weeks. And then after that, it goes away for me. Yeah. That's what I feel like. And I've not found one where it has lasted a long time. Cause I get that and not to get too much into this, but cause I know we're way over now, but oh, I, good, I, I noticed that I go into a progressive, I get infatuated. Then I go to the next step. I'm like, okay, so first we go on a date and I'm like, man, this person's freaking awesome. Forget about all the bad stuff. Red flags, who cares? They're freaking beautiful. They're funny. This is great. Then I get excited. Then I'm like, all right, the next step is going to be texting. The next step is we're dating. The next step is like, you know, whatever you just keep going to the next step and you get progressive not thinking about is this person somebody that i'm gonna marry i don't sometimes i get so caught up in the moment only in relationships so usually i have the end in mind with everything else so it's interesting that again the duality of everything of like i have to really think about the end in mind so now i force myself to go internal like okay what are my non-negotiables what is it's if they don't have these certain qualities, I'm not interested at all. And I got to cut it off like that. Cause I'll get so infatuated in the beginning that I go on those walks and stuff. The whole world goes away and I'm, I'm up at 2 AM freaking texting somebody. And I'm like, what the frick am I doing dude? Cause I've gotten like that, but it doesn't last for me is my difficult thing. So I have to figure out how I can I, get I it think, to last. Um, I think there probably comes moments where it, trickles out for people and i believe that the person that i'm with right now it's like not gonna do that Mm -hmm. like i mean i just don't see it doing that like uh, we have the same like love pattern it seems like you know she really shows me constantly like i care about you a lot Mm -hmm. and for me like people don't realize that that's actually something i need Mm -hmm. like if you're not showing me that like i'll be in my head yeah like and i'm just like you know you need affirmation i think you have like you have to have the willingness to be able to do that for somebody Mm -hmm. and yeah like love is a fucking long road too it's like you got to be willing to continue to do it too so it's like me marrying this person it's like i trust that i'll continue to have that with this person you know what i mean yep and she's also got a family that i mean her parents have been together for I think she said like 20 years or something, long time, you know? And my my parents, who they are with now, is the same way, you know? So we've got these standards around us of like marriage, what it's like, you know what I mean? And I've seen struggles with my family, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think that things come into play at times. They don't have to. That's not going to be how it is for everybody. But I think, yeah, there has to be a very equal amount of like what is needed on both sides yeah, and the continual, this is what I'm going to continue to do no matter fucking what, you know what I'm saying? Yep. And like, yeah, I mean, it comes down to those internal questions in yourself. Like, do I really want that with this person? And I mean, if there is like so many red flags jumping at you that you really can't take it, then maybe it's probably not the right person. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? But if you can see some things and be like, that's not really a red flag for me. And I, this is just how this person is and nobody's 
going to be perfect essentially right. like actually right but you're like this person's still perfect to me even with these things yep. like then yeah then it's worth it you know what i mean but yep. like yeah if it's like growing to a point of like you just can't handle it and yeah you can't wrap your mind around it and they are like true freaking red flags then yeah and if you guys can't talk that out and like have that person be even willing to understand it too then yeah, I mean, I guess it's not worth it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so uh, we talked about being in the present, not going too far into the future. We're gonna go seventy-two years into the future. <laughs> You're a hundred years old. We're gonna go real deep with this question too. Uh, you have one final message to the world. So it's like a billboard. It's your legacy. It's something people are gonna remember you for. It could be a sentence, a paragraph, something meaningful to you that people will be like, wow. I'm glad that Brett gave us this final mantra, message, lesson. What is your last message to the world? You're on your deathbed. You're 100 years old. What is your final message? Follow your goals and keep the people close that you truly care about. Put just as much effort into those people as you do your goals and really try and find the balance between that. That way you achieve your goals or at least come close to what you wanted in life. And you have people around you that actually care about the same things because it's important to help others grow as well. I mean, there's no other feeling like that. 100%. So I think I'd keep it simple and short, and that's probably it. Love it. Awesome. So. Uh, how can our listeners get a hold of you? Oh, probably Instagram is the best, honestly. So it's foolproof. F-U-L-L-P-R-O-O-F, period, gloom, B-L-O-O-M. That's on Instagram. I just sent everybody right there, so. Yeah, make awesome. sure you type that in correctly because there's probably a bunch of other people yeah, trying to fake it Yeah, literally, stuff and... there's been over 100 fake accounts now. Yeah. I mean, a lot of them get taken down. People report them and stuff like that, but there's continuously always like three at least mm. yeah it's been ridiculous i just stopped even telling people like that's not me i'm like if you don't realize this is not me and i'm sending you like some fake link to follow and put your credit card in that's not me yeah. <laughs> you know what i'm saying They're like you you invest in crypto <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah that's usually what they are right all right uh any final thoughts for our viewers before we let you go i appreciate you guys having me it was a blessing. I appreciate you two having me and uh, hope to come back sometime and do it again, honestly. For sure. Yeah, thanks for coming so, on. Yeah, for sure. Thank you guys for watching. Please like, share, comment, and uh, let us know your favorite part. Peace. Woo!